Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. And good morning, everybody. Great to always be with you every day as we talk about political issues that, well, you can use to change your world. And you do that by having those persuasive conversations with people who are persuadable. You know, the gun issue is kind of a big deal. We're going to talk about some of the arguments, the fake arguments being used in Oregon. Oh, and in California. About why it's so important to have stricter gun laws. It ain't working. In fact, the actual st- statistics show that when Americans are allowed to carry permitted concealed handguns, they stop about half of the active shooting attacks in the United States. Half. You don't hear that in mainstream media. You don't even really hear it on Fox. For those of you who are state employees, and there are quite a few of you who listen to this radio show, and I'm grateful for that, and I'm grateful for those of you who literally send me stuff anonymously, thank you, because I am always very careful to protect your anonymity, number one, and number two is to be very careful about how I talk about whatever you send me so it doesn't out you somehow. Okay. There are some of you who, well, you live in another state. You're still working for the state of Oregon. And in fact, there are 29 state workers that live in Texas, but work for the state of Oregon. And 12 of them live in Florida. Two states, as this Willamette Week story points out, that they don't have to pay any income taxes. Four state workers live in Hawaii. So Senator Tim Canope, this is a story by Nigel Jacobs in the Willamette Week, has introduced legislative concept 3697. It would require state employees who live full-time in other states. This is not those of you who live here in Oregon that work for the state of Oregon. This is maybe somebody in your department or your agency that you know actually lives in another state. And we're still works for the state of Oregon. This legislative concept would require those state employees who live out of state, especially live in a state with no income tax, that if they return to Oregon on state business, they have to pay their own travel costs. Currently, under the state's HR policy that went into effect in December of 2021, 
Okay, it was new, right? 2021. You, those state employees who live under full-time, this is not part-time, but the full-time remote work model have to be reimbursed by the agency for travel to and from the central workplace. At least re- remote work started during the pandemic. 500 of the state's 45,000 employees live and work far from Salem, according to data by DAS. Now, this 494 names don't include employees at Oregon Lottery, the Treasury, Secretary of State's Office, or Department of Justice. Okay, so there are probably others. Full-time remote means they've gotten permission to live and work in another state and are now expected to work in Oregon less than eight days a year. Now, what do you think about this? Well, Emmett Week, of course, broke the story that two Oregon lottery managers lived in Florida and Texas. The bill has 29 Senate sponsors, which means it's going to pass, and 23 House co-sponsors. Even Democrat State Treasurer Tobias Reed, who's been an outspoken critic of this idea of reimbursing remote workers for commuting costs, Now, who made this happen? Kate Brown made it happen, folks. So is this the right thing to do? If you have chosen, you as a state worker, to move out of the state of Oregon. Now, it's different if you've chosen to go work remotely in southern Oregon because the weather's nicer down there. Or maybe... You know, in Ontario, maybe Pendleton, areas that are a little closer to Idaho, right? Where all those counties over there have, you know, voted to become part of greater Idaho because you're away from the crazies and you want to live in a conservative community. So if you work full-time remotely right now, if, if you live in Ontario or Klamath Falls, or Medford, you're required sometimes to travel up to Oregon. Back to Salem, rather, because you still live in Oregon. It's full-time remote. But full-time remote as this bill, you're not going to be affected by this bill. So hear me out. You're not going to be affected by this bill. This is only for people, at least as it's, currently constructed state employees who've gotten permission to live and work in another state. Okay, now there are 500 of them roughly, and that doesn't include lottery, treasury, like I said, secretary of state's office or DOJ. Now DAS, by the way, conveniently doesn't have a total for how much the policy cost last year. Now they're going to have to come up with it. Now, it may not be that much money, to be honest with you. I mean, when you get 29 sponsors out of 30 state senators in the Senate, 
yeah, you're you're going to have to come up with it. Now, what will Tina Kotek do? Hmm? Maybe she sees the handwriting on the wall. And maybe she says, yeah, uh, we we should probably, I should just probably rescind this policy because it's a policy put in place by DAS. Okay? Wasn't state law. Now, is this the right thing to do? What do you think? Is it much ado about nothing? Or is it a matter of principle? Should we stand on principle? The other story is about, as you know, Tina Kotek is proposing spending almost a billion, $765 million from reserves on homeless and other crises. This is a Statesman Journal story. And we talked just a little bit about that. Her proposed budget is a $32 billion two-year budget. That's up from $29 billion. Now, she's going to spend a lot of money out of reserves. Is this a better idea? Rather than taking the kicker or raising taxes. Now, while she is not calling for either of those things, raising taxes or stealing your kicker, other Democrats are. And that doesn't mean that Republicans won't get bought off to go along with it. Because they have to have at least one Republican in the House and one in the Senate to raise taxes. They need three in the Senate to steal any part of the kicker or all of the kicker. Did you hear me? They need five in the House of Representatives to do that. Now, given the history of Republicans getting bought off, what do you think is going to happen? Especially if Tina Kotek declares some kind of an emergency. You know, like Kate Brown did that allows her to spend money outside of Oregon's constitution. Why? Because the Oregon Supreme Court said Kate Brown could under certain emergencies. And if Tina Kotek finds, you know, like this respiratory virus thing, RSV, well, we have an emergency in hospital beds, right? We're going to declare an emergency. It allows her to spend a bunch of money. She could spend a bunch of money outside of legislative authority because of this Oregon Supreme Court ruling. She could then cause a budget crisis towards the end, especially, folks, if the next budget forecast, which comes out in March, there's one in March, and then there'll be one in May. If those two show less money coming into the state of Oregon, she will have spent a bunch of money and now she comes back to the legislature and say, well, the Constitution says you got to balance the budget. So why don't you either raise taxes, you know, on all them rich people that are getting by, you know, the ones we talked about yesterday that are leaving Oregon in droves, left Portland and Multnomah County, right? Yeah, let's raise their taxes even higher because we're not the highest in the nation yet. We're almost the highest in the nation, but not quite. 
That distinction belongs to California and Hawaii. She could force Republicans in order to balance the budget to vote to steal the kicker or parts of the kicker if she declares an emergency. What do you think about that? Oh, by the way, do you think the fix is in? Yeah, it probably is. There's a fish wrap story, Oregonian story, about the the new Oregon elections director won't recuse herself from the investigation into her party's crypto donor. Now, why do I say that's the big FTX thing, Sam Bankman-Fried, right? The fraud that's happened here. Why do I say that? Well, because she worked for the Democratic Party. And she won't recuse herself from the investigation into the party's corrupt and illegal use of money. Do you think the fix is in here? Shamia Fagan says, nah, she, she can be fair. She hasn't worked for the Democratic Party for two years. The fix is in. Back in a moment, there's lots to talk about, and we'll get into more interesting things that you can use to change your world. Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back, my friends. Great to have you with us. It is 22 minutes past the top of the hour. We'll get into the false statistics being put forward down in California. And you need to know these because this helps us, well, it helps you um, talk about Measure 114 and other states proposing the assault weapons ban. By the way, folks, I don't know if you saw this. This blew me away. Arian Foster and Marlon Humphrey are two NFL football players. They say that these games, well, former Arian Foster's former Houston Texan, Miami Dolphin. He's saying the league is scripted. Specifically with the officiating. They're saying the NFL is rigged. Wow. And it's got everybody talking about it. In fact, Foster said it's like the WWF. So we know what's going to happen, but you still have to put on the show. And then Baltimore Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey, who is still playing. He said giving up 200 to Chase was just me following the script. Chase being one of the 
these opposing football players. Now, is this real or is this just trying to entice people to the podcast? Hmm? By talking about something that, well, hey, we know elections are rigged. That's pretty obvious. But the NFL? I mean, I have to say, watching some of the playoff games, I was quite surprised by some of the rulings. Is it pretty obvious? Is it scripted? Is it scripted? That's interesting. Power Honda is one of our sponsors. I'm on their website, and you should go there. It's called MyPowerHonda.com. It's all one word. MyPowerHonda.com. They have 880 vehicles available, is what it says. And you have your choice of new, pre-owned, it's really easy for Honda vehicles. If you're looking specifically for a Honda, you can click on the models. Schedule a test drive. They have certified pre-owned. They have vehicles under 15,000. Then there's a little chat window that pops up. You can literally chat with people. MyPowerHonda.com. You're looking for a new Honda or you're looking for a pre-owned vehicle of any type. Go to their website, mypowerhonda.com, or you can call them. Sales service parts, it's all there. They're down in Albany. They're part of the Power Auto Group, which, as you know, is the sponsor of our call-in talk line, the Power Buick GMC talk line, 503-589-1220. Anyway, it's mypowerhonda.com. You should check it out. All right, so false statistics. Dianne Feinstein and Joe Biden are calling for a renewed federal assault weapons ban. And we talked about that the other day. If you actually look at the data, the real data that's not been cooked, you find that it just isn't true. In fact, you find that during the assault weapons ban, the 10 years that it was in place at the federal level, Mass shootings went up. Didn't go down like they're claiming. Now, California has the strictest gun control laws in the country. It's almost impossible to get a concealed license in Los Angeles County. There's only one permit for five. This is an article, by the way, by John Lott Jr. It's in the Federalist. I'll have it up on the show plan today. This is really important. You need to read this. In 43 right to carry states, there's one concealed carry permit holder for every nine people. In Los Angeles County, for two of the mass shootings have occurred. There's only one 
permit for every 5,660 adults. In San Mateo County, California, where another attack occurred, there's one permit for every 24,630 adults. So the conclusion that John Locke comes up with is that where there are more concealed carry permit holders, it's a lot safer. And in fact, they stop, and he has a link to it. They stop half of the active shooting attacks in the U.S. So John Lott says, before doubling down on more gun control and making the rest of the country like California, let's ask ourselves how the current approach is working out. Even some Democrats in California are calling for a reevaluation. The LA County Sheriff, no cons- conservative, acknowledged after the Monterey Park attack, I can tell you this, the status quo isn't working. We need to re-examine what we're doing and what may work better. Don't you think that's a good starting place? Look at the real statistics. There's more and we'll get into it and a couple of other things. You might find it Should state workers be required when they live out of state to pay their own travel costs to come back to Oregon? I say yes. What do you say? Back in a moment, 630. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It is 23 minutes before the top of the hour. I'm so proud of myself. I remembered to push the button to actually make the mic active. (laughs) It's a joke Phil and I have. 503-589-1220 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Corby writes an email about this, this story in Willamette Week about Tim Canope, the Republican leader in the Oregon Senate, getting 29 Oregon senators. There's only 30, folks. That means basically all the Democrats are on board to be a co-sponsor of a bill that would require state workers who, and there's 500 of them live out of state to pay their own travel costs when they're required to come back to Oregon. This does not include state workers who are working remotely from anywhere else in Oregon. This only includes those that are working out of state. Corby writes this. How about making a requirement that in order to work for the state, you have to live here? I know it's government, so it's probably a stretch, but maybe if they lived here, they would be more in touch with what's going on here. Well, look, Anne-Marie echoes that in a text. She says about them paying their own travel costs. It's a reasonable thing to do so. While we're at it, this is a cushy opportunity to live in other states like Hawaii, Florida, Texas, and not pay Oregon income tax. Now, Hawaii, they have the Oregon, they have the income tax, but not in Texas and Florida. There's no income tax in those states. Now, what it doesn't include is all of the remote workers living across the river from Portland. 
in another state that doesn't have an income tax. That's called Washington, folks. Anyway, she continues, how long are these remote positions available? I would think we ought to review the entire program. Yeah, you're right. We ought to. Because haven't we ended the emergency on COVID? Isn't Biden ending it in May? You know, on a date certain, right? Rather than the real statistics. I'm just saying. Lee writes an email. Did I hear you correctly? Yeah, you did. And I'm going to share that email with you in a moment. Except I need to do this. Yeah, I know, Curtis. I'll. What about out of country, if any? That, that's another good one. I don't know how many are living out of country. Maybe some. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Freedom Heating and Air can make you warm if you're cold. In your home, your apartment, or heck, in your business for that matter, because they cover it all. And one of the great ways that they take care of you is they get out to your place right away. You give them a call, they're out there within a very short period of time, rather than days. So because it has been cold, and it's still going to continue to be cold at nights, maybe not as cold as it is tonight, but still cold. Why don't you give them a call? Be comfortable. Don't be cold in your home. 503-580-1456. That's their number. 580-1456. And check out all the great services they have that can, well, be a blessing for you. Heating, cooling, maintenance, blog posts, DIY kits. And they talk about airborne pathogens. There's a lot of great reasons for you to call Freedom Heating and Air. Check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net. That's freedomheatingandair.net. Here's what Lee writes about remote employment. Did I hear you correctly? Technology is great sometimes. Being able to work remotely has several benefits as long as the job is actually being done. But paying the travel time back to the office? Why stop there? These hardworking state employees need a place to stay. So... They should also be booked into the Hampton or the Holman while they are here, shouldn't they? I don't get paid to travel to my work, do you? So why should we pay for another to attend a meeting at the home office regardless where they live? Just think of the per diem if the employee lives in Alaska or Hawaii. It's a lot more expensive to live in those two places. A lot more expensive. Now, Michael sends me, by the way, another um, story out of Channel 8. Leftist Representative Khan Pham has called for increased oversight of Northwest natural gas. After a scientist fails to disclose, she was paid for testimony. Oregon Representative Fan Kam called for increased oversight of utility who she accused of trying to raise false doubts about what she called settled science. Is this legislative bullying? Hmm? 
Well, the Multnomah County Board of Commissioners, the story writes, was featured on the front page of the New York Times. You know, the mouthpiece of the Democrat Party on the left. But that's what happened on Monday after a scientist who testified at a commission meeting last year failed to disclose she was being paid by a utility to do so. Julie Goodman, a board-certified toxicologist, appeared at the Multnomah County meeting on November 10th to raise questions about the finding and methodology on the potential health impacts of gas stoves. See where this is headed. Now, FANCOM is calling for oversight of the utility. Why? Because this scientist dared to actually present truth about gas stoves. Because Fan Cam says it's settled silence. Now, science, where have we heard that before? Oh, Al Gore, maybe? Anyway, Michael writes this. This is the first I've heard of this, and to think paid testimony from a gas utility that postures the idea that using your own gas can harm you? Help me understand this, Jeff, because the oil companies I remember from the 60s and 70s were about profits. So this natural gas, Northwest natural gas is, well, that's what I'm confused about. Yeah, they're, they're definitely for profit, but they're regulated. Remember when we were using a lot of natural gas and it was plentiful because of the Bakken reserves? No Northwest Natural came to the Public Utilities Commission and asked for a reduction in the rate, folks. Because if you've ever seen the nighttime picture of the United States from satellite. Over North Dakota, there is this ridiculously bright area that looks like Los Angeles. This is North Dakota, folks. Now, why would that be? Because they are off-gassing, burning from all of the fracking going on there that produces crude oil, the natural gas. There's, there was far more, and there still is far more natural gas than what we can use. And you know why we say that? Because they won't let us build any pipelines so we can get more of it. Now it's the war against natural gas. And leftist Republican, or excuse me, Democrat legislators like Fan Kam are trying to stifle by bullying any, any thought that it's different that there's a different viewpoint out there, especially that based on science. Now, back to California. Gavin Newsom is pushing the fact that when the assault weapons ban went into effect, the murder rate in California went way down. Okay? And it did. And he's pushing the fact that it's the lowest in the country. 
He put out a fact sheet called California's Gun Safety Policy Save Lives, Provide Model for a Nation Seeking Solutions. Here's the lie in all of this. The assault weapons ban went into effect in 1994. The highest murder rate was the year before that. So it makes you think that, hey, he's right. Except there was something else that happened in California in 94. You know what it was? According to John Lott, the actual statistics show that it was California's three strikes criminal punishment law, which went into effect on March 7th, 1994. They put the bad guys in jail, folks. The guys committing all the crime. Sort of like what happened in Oregon with Measure 11. It's the same thing. It wasn't the assault weapons ban, which got struck down by the California Supreme Court as unconstitutional in 98. It was the fact you put the bad guys in jail. It's a great article. You should read it. Back in a moment, 640. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. Great to be with you. Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations, is a contractor that you can trust literally to come in your home and not make your life miserable if you're doing a remodel. He specializes in kitchens and bathrooms, but you know he does other things too. If you heard him some months ago, he was on this show and we did an interview with him just specifically because he does some things very differently. He's very transparent. He shows you what he's paying subcontractors so that you're not getting ripped off. He focuses on quality, not quantity. That's good for you. It's really good for you. So why don't you think about giving him a call? RighteousRenovations.com. RighteousRenovations.com. Kevin McCarthy, by the way, I mean, I, I have to say something. I still consider him to be a rhino. He's a globalist. I'm just... That's what I believe. Well, by the way, thanks, Rich. Um, yesterday for the group photo of everyone that Bernie Sanders has lifted from poverty. You know, Bernie Sanders is talking, you know, back in Congress about more and more raising taxes on the rich, you know, and socializing our economy and so forth. So the group photos is everyone Bernie Sanders has lifted from poverty. It's patriotpost.us. The group photo only is pictures of Bernie Sanders. The same picture all in a group. A whole bunch of Bernie Sanders. Because he's the only person he's lifted from poverty. He's become quite wealthy by preaching socialism. Gotta love that. Oh, by the way, thanks, um, Barbara. (laughs) 
<laughs> Folks, there's this great, uh, where is it? There's this, there's this website out of Boise, Idaho. Well, it's Idaho. Uh, it's called Light Online. It's a website dedicating to helping California's move. Well, there is a website. It's a story about that. There's a website dedicated to helping Californians move to Idaho. Not, not kidding, folks. And it, and it goes through it. It's hilarious. The 12 California cities, in fact, they have this in the article, the 12 California cities, they're sending the most people to Boise. Okay, now, having said that, think about this. I just wonder how many Californians are coming to Oregon. Now, what you'll see in this story is that the top 12 cities that are moving from California to Boise are very blue-collar cities. Very blue-collar. And then you, you get into San Francisco, where you would think, because of the incredibly high cost of living, but almost all of it, and number one, of course, is Los Angeles, because it's the biggest. These are tax refugees. These are people sick of the crime, sick of the taxes, and it's a familiar theme. California's run by liberals. Just like Portland is. Hmm. No correlation there, is there? Lots of other interesting things uh, to talk about, but I got to get to the phone. So we'll, by the way, 503-589-1220 is the last segment for today. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Let's go to Gary. Gary, good morning. Go Beavs. Hey, good morning, Jeff. Go Ducks. Hey, everybody knows, or anybody should know, but I guess we don't have an, uh, an education system in, anymore that there is no such thing as settled science. Science never is settled. Uh, science is always supposed to be uh, checking itself, uh, testing itself, questioning itself, uh, Apparently, well, uh, the 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 uh, vax is a perfect example of settled science. Uh, they settled it within 20 days, and anybody who disagreed with it was a science denier by their definition because it was settled science, and now people are dying because of it. Yeah, that's the problem, quote-unquote, with settled science. It ain't. It ain't There's until... No such thing until the facts prove otherwise, right? Yeah, it, it's, it's settled, um, uh, you know, it's settled um, virtue signaling is what it is. It is. So here's a question I have for you. At what point do the people say, all right, we've had enough? No more. I mean, is, and, and how is that reflected? Well, I think you've got to you've got to peel away the uh, the uh, onion a little bit because people have been so brainwashed. I mean, you still see people driving around with masks on, uh, and that's pure brainwashing. There's no science involved with that. Uh, people, kids are dying. 
uh, and they're still trying to claim it as everything except the vax, uh, that you've got to get to a point where people will finally get away from the denial and uh, accept reality that people made a huge mistake. There was fraud. There is probably criminality. Uh, there is greed. Uh, and there was uh, runaway uh, power uh, with this vaccine and uh, and COVID. And really, the reason they, they did the whole thing was to get rid of Trump. Uh, and and then you got to break through, and, and people finally take the, the uh, blindfolds off and start looking at reality. Only when enough people say, we've had enough of this silliness, will this change. You know, and I think we, there's got to be protests out there. We've been uh, docile long enough. I mean, we, we're looking at going to the school board meetings, but that's a long process, and it's like going to the Capitol and beating your head against the wall. Really, you know, you're talking to people that won't listen. Uh, what do you, Maybe protesting out in front of the schools, stop shooting our kids. Yeah, exactly. Stop shooting our kids. Yeah, that's right. Gary, thanks. I appreciate Good it. Ducks. I mean, it's go beeves. More and more, folks, we begin to see the realities of of what's going on here with this whole business. Um, in fact, there's a story on the Gateway Pundit about this, about how the FDA is well, warns that the White House recommendation to get the COVID-19 booster and the flu shot at the same time, that may increase your risk of stroke. What? Yeah, it may. It ain't good. Thanks for joining us, folks. Tomorrow will be Freedom Friday. For those of you joining me in the war room today, it starts at 8 o'clock in the Bay Room at the Ike Box. If you want to make a difference and learn how to lobby the legislature and stand up for your rights, come and join us. Yeah.